everyone. Welcome back to another Timmins podcast. It's my podcast. I'm the host, Timmins. I got a great, this is a unique podcast happening today. Uh, <clears throat> I have with me the Crypto King, Michigan Crypto King. Uh, what'd you call it? What's your at symbol? Poise Crypto. Poise Crypto. And we're, we're uh, podcasting live from Embassy Coffee. In yeah, Gosh, give Indiana. respect for Embassy. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Probably the best coffee in, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the best coffee in Goshen, in my opinion. Uh, I know there's some other people in Goshen who totally disagree. Uh, they think Dunkin' Donuts is better, but <laughs> that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. Those poor people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, this is a, a unique, different thing we're doing. You may hear some background noise. We're definitely testing some stuff out, but I love what's happening. This is this is different. Uh, multiple things multiple things happening you're trying to go live on it looks like youtube yeah it's not going yeah it does not it's because they know they're trying to hold you back bro (laughs) they're trying to shadow ban you right now probably um yeah dude so i've known you for a minute like i remember meeting you at the old gym at the old east lake that's now a soccer center you know the one that's like the cave over by uh 16th street off 16th street used to be east lake yeah used to be east lake um and we work out together. Man, this was like 20, probably 14, 2015, maybe 2016. I think it was a little later. 2016, maybe? 17. Yeah. Yeah. Right around the time that I got into crypto. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I remember I, meet, I met you there, and then you actually used to live next to my parents. Um, yeah. And so I'd see you over uh, with uh, Michaela and Luis, who have also been on the podcast before. They're OG. Uh, I don't know, on the, the early episodes that I used to do. So, yeah. That's they're great. doing well. Yeah, they're good people. Shout out, Luis. Yeah, shout out, Luis. Shout out, um, Numero, Numero Uno. Yeah. <laughs> I got the original OG shirt. Do you really? Yeah, it's like... You yes, get that, like... For sure. In a friggin' framed and stuff. I, sh- I could. Hey, they got a good, great business. Yeah. They have a great business. They're, dude, they get, they're doing solid. And uh, all the manufacturing and fabrication he's doing is so cool too like yeah. all the different equipment and things so. yeah it's fun to watch yeah but anyways man um yeah we we thought okay let's do a podcast what's the secret word if they come in you're gonna buy them coffee i love this idea oh yeah yeah i, th- I hope somebody is hearing this and, and tunes in yeah. um you just have to come in here and say pineapple doesn't belong on pizza and then you get a free exotic cup of coffee yeah um i'm probably gonna keep coming back every saturday with or without you so i'll yeah. probably keep that going yeah well it, this is going to be probably pre-recorded and uploaded later for my stuff so Perfect. we'll probably have to say that when you get the twitter spaces live and whatnot so oh yeah yeah so people know but i love that yeah uh, and you said how much is that coffee like it's expensive yeah, but I don't mind spending yeah, a few dollars. I mean, okay, your normal pour, pour over here is like what four or five dollars, right. and all the exotics range from like eight twenty five to eleven twenty five. Wow. Um, yeah, I'd not had. But the the one in particular, Panama Geisha, they still have it here, and that was literally the best cup of coffee that I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. And so that's the yeah. It's tasty. Uh, the coffee out here is is insane. So. Uh, I don't think you can spend eleven dollars at Dunkin' and get a better deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, here's the difference between good coffee and bad coffee. Let it cool. Okay. That's how you know if coffee's good or bad. Go to McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, let their coffee cool, and it's gonna like taste bitter. Yeah. It's not really gonna taste that great. Where that cup of coffee you have right there, as it cools, you're gonna taste all the flavors, the notes, like all the levels of yeah, it. Yeah, it's either gonna be fruity or whatever. Yeah. You're gonna taste that. Yeah. Like sometimes it's so good, it's like 
It's like somebody put apple juice or something in the it coffee. Does. It's so sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also bitter, right? But it's not even like yeah, it's fascinating. I get over that bitterness way easier than everybody else because no, of my that, acquired taste. It's not that. It's not like um, overwhelmingly bitter. No, 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 not it's at all. It's just the hint of it, but that bitterness almost turns into a sweetness. I like it, dude. So um, started getting into crypto back in 2017. Yeah. yeah, 2016 is when okay. I'll just go ahead. I mean, yeah tell a little bit about myself okay um 2016 i remember some guy in the factories talking about bitcoin okay and i think he's like it's 25 dollars and it's gone to the moon like saying crazy stuff like that and i remember i think on youtube i like went down a little rabbit hole and i was like really like into it right but i did nothing in 2016 didn't buy any 2017 comes around the market starts going up. So that's the when they had a big. That's when they had a big that run like up. November, right? <clears throat> yeah, like towards the end of the year. Uh, come to find out, that's the part of the cycle. That's kind of how it works. I can get to that later. But so then I invested my money and I um, got into it, wishing that I had invested in 2016. And I experienced FOMO for the first time. <laughs> You're uh, missing. It was very strong. Yeah. So I invested in a few projects, lost money. Um, watched a small amount of money go to an extreme amount of money, mm-hmm. three hundred to eighty-five thousand. Thought I was a genius. This is uh, this happened to a lot of people, by the way. Yeah, watched it all go down and lose it all because I thought I was a genius, right? And I had no idea what I was doing. Didn't understand like market cycles or anything like that. So I lost a bunch of money, but and then I kind of didn't pay attention to it. Went through the same. Uh, market psychology, like the feelings that everybody does when they, you know, I was just like, damn, you know, so disappointed in myself that I did that, blah, blah, blah. Um, Come find out that everybody acts that way. And a lot of people do that. They FOMO into the top and they get wrecked. Right. So a lot of people just recently had that. Yeah. Like, yes, yes. It's a very real thing, Mm -hmm. but I didn't understand market psychology till later. So then uh, I would say months later, at, at the bottom in 2018, 19, I bought some cryptocurrency because I still believed in it. And then sure enough, 2020, we know we had COVID mm-hmm. right around that time, just before it or right in COVID March, or right during it. We, ha- we had a huge run up. Yeah, we had the crash and then we had a huge run up and I had some crypto, but I just didn't have enough. Mm. And, and then I really saw the value. I watched... Yeah, uh, that one investment, the three hundred eighty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. I watched it go down to less than a thousand dollars, I think, and then I sold. It. I sold it. That's not what you do, by the way. Don't do that. Um, sorry. Oh no worries. Um, so, getting back to that. So I watched that all drain, but I, then I saw growth in my Bitcoin and like some simple assets and an asset called Theta. Okay. Um, and it went, and I bought it at eighteen cents, and it went to like eighteen dollars. But oh wow! I ended up ten xing an investment, five uh, xing another investment, and I something like that. And something grabbed a hold of me. I don't know what I learned in that time. I was able to put a lot of research into it. I really like kind of really viewed the crypto space more and found out about get a little bit more legitimate. I just got really excited about it in two thousand twenty. Yeah, two thousand twenty one rolls around. I actually figure it out, and I sell near the top wow. and I make some money um, more than 10,000 which was a lot for me yeah. but is you know nothing so some, for some people but I had a positive gain and 
so I studied market psychology, um, and I got really into the specifics of crypto and how I could get involved. And then I would say throughout 2021, because of where I'm at in my life and my age and the importance of doing something great in my life, I was like, finally, okay, crypto is it for sure for me. Mm -hmm. I need to just go ham on this and study, study, study and really get familiar with this. So for the past, I'd say... Well, now it'd be dang near three years since yeah, all since that. 20, 20, yeah. Um, my knowledge for the first three years was nothing, but now the knowledge that I've gained in the past three years is, I would say, at over 5,000 hours. Wow. Um, I, I consider myself, I could be like a consultant in this space, or I just am very knowledgeable about yeah. it now, and I have a... You're now vested. I have a long-term plan. Yeah, for me, it's... You're way vested. Invest or stay poor now at this point. I'm I'm I, I'm staring at a really really good opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think you've talked to me a little bit about it. Yeah. So now, which that's why I, this is what brings us here now because right. I'm using podcasts as a tool just to network, not to gain a huge amount of followers because I'm not interested in that. Right. I, I honestly should I could care less about that. I really don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Um. So just to meet people, and I've already met people like minded. Right. right. And that's there. where Michiana Dow comes into place. Okay, and that's what yeah we I do want to kind of talk a little bit about Michigan Dow what that is, but yeah that's interesting. I think one of the things I've seen since following you on Twitter, are you going to get the Twitter Spaces up and go? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to start in five minutes. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. One of the things I've noticed with um, just following you on Twitter is you're really big into being the best of your bloodline, right? I love that. But yeah, that's a th that's a really uh, noble thing to strive towards because i feel like um you know, I, i've been talking to my wife about this too just the amount of negative like things that we say to ourselves on a daily basis as humans really detracts and actually affects our lives so if you start saying positive things you actually start achieving those things now it's not always right there's different but you can actually affect who you are in a way that i mean that's why you if you if you're saying thinking positive pathways, saying positive things in your life and, and mm -hmm. not saying lies, but saying truths, it actually affects you in like really deep ways. Um, cause the, what the best, you know, I don't know. I just, we just live in a world where, uh, yeah, people and, and just the world wants you to be negative. And so I love, I love that kind of positive thinking. What, what's where'd that kind of come from? The be the best in your bloodline. That's a great question. Cause that, that phrase is pinned to the, to the top of my Twitter yeah. And there's a lot of uh, life experience, thought, visualization, knowing and understanding the power of words and having power over your mind and just a plethora of things that I've learned over the past four years since I had a big change in my life. Basically, you could call it a midlife crisis or whatever, but that phrase right there hit, is my core passion right now yeah uh so imagine like an umbrella and underneath that you know i have my kids yep and investor mm -hmm. be poor mentality Community, friends crypto passion yeah that, that passion there yeah and being healthy and fit and that stuff that all stems off of being the being the best greatest man of my bloodline not mm -hmm. because i want to be better than my brother derek or um you know, think of or your great great or anybody yeah. that I think highly of, like my uncle Kevin Cook or yeah. um, Paul, you know, Paul Gaylor, people like that. I don't actually want to compare myself to them. I just want to be the best that I can be ever. Yeah. That's where that, that's where that comes from. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, 
There's a lot of heart behind that saying. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. And by the way, we are live. On Twitter Spaces. On Twitter Spaces. What's up there? doesn't look like uh, YouTube's gonna YouTube work is going to work. I mean, Dude, I probably don't even have bro. You're totally getting child banned. <laughs> yeah, <Is> probably. <laughs> Dude, I can't use my PayPal. Oh, really? And it's and you know what their terms of service said, said just a couple months ago, right? No, they just changed it. Um, well, they, okay, so what me, they did basically what... was they were like, uh, we can fine you up to $2,500. If you do, if you say stuff that we don't like, right? and then a bunch of people were like, "No, that's crazy! Why would you do that?" And Twitter blew up over it, and then they backtracked, right? And then they snuck it through like a month later. Yeah, it was dirty. And then, sure enough, sure enough, I can't send money to the people that work for me or work with me or whatever that I want to pay services for in India that I worked with for years, mind you, already when I built Poise Eyewear. I can't send money to this person now. That's wild. So what? Um, and I looked into it, and I can't get an answer. I has to, I don't know. I'm not saying that it is that, but yeah. we did just hear that a few months ago. And I am very active on yeah, Twitter, saying stuff that to it. is against the system. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but do, is there other ways that you found? I mean, that's probably where crypto comes in. I've, I've realized that you know you can't with Bitcoin specifically. You can trade that, and people can't tell you what to do. That's the beautiful thing about crypto is you have government can't tell you what to do with with crypto i mean they're trying to yeah so when i think of bitcoin i do think of freedom Mm -hmm. and i do actually think of people in my area christians that i've grown up with yeah amish amish yeah people that want to be private about their lives Mm -hmm. protect their stuff in you know their assets they're you know they have guns and safe they they have cash and cash in the bank you know what i'm saying yeah this community is a private community Oh, did you get that for me? Uh, I don't know. It's not for me. Uh, I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> I don't know who that's from. You guys? Yeah. Okay. One second. Uh, so, so, so anyways, yeah, we almost ate somebody's food. Uh, guys come into the embassy. They have good food, too. They're going to... By the way, before I go... I want to just go on about embassy a little bit more. Yeah, They're going to have hot food okay. coming. Some really good hot food and... Did you know that they're going to have pizza? No way. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so bi- so bi- back to Bitcoin. Yeah. Yep. yeah, Bitcoin is freedom, but there's a big misunderstanding on it's not just Bitcoin, okay? It's actually the technology behind Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies. The decentralization. Decentralization, yeah. That's an important thing to uh, to realize. De- DEX for Another short, way, correct? Would, that, would you say that? Dex? No, a DEX is a decentralized exchange. exchange. Okay, yeah. No, sorry. I'm- so... Decentral, uh, these solutions, these fancy software solutions mm-hmm. called crypto, Bitcoin, NFTs, all the stuff, you know, we really don't need to understand how they work. We need to understand the custody of our assets and why that's important. Mm-hmm. I, hit, I hit this on, I try to hit this on the head with everybody I ever talked to. So who's, who has control of your money now? Banks. Chase Bank for me. <laughs> right? What do they do with that money? Whatever they want. Well, they, if you have $100,000 sitting in there, they're just going to use it and... Yeah, they'll lend it out to someone else. Right. You, you they understand that they... 400000 They lend it at 4X. Yeah. See, they're doing like crazy stuff like that. It's all built on a debt system, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So that's one way to look at it. They have your money. You don't. Right. You can take it out. Yeah. Go put it in a safe at home. Right. So cash is good. I mean, I'm not saying yeah, it's but bad, it's but... Convenient. Right. So people people around the world are unbanked and they don't even have banks. Yeah. 
So this provides a bank for the unbanked, if you want to say it like that. And it gives us sovereignty over our own funds, mm. which gave birth to a plethora of other things, right? So now we can take back our data. This is a really important one to understand. Fa Facebook uh, and all these organizations, they, they've completely screwed yeah, they, that up with they us. They own it. Yeah. They own our... We don't own our data. Yeah. They know what you're doing, that's, what you think, that's, how you look, what yeah, you're looking yeah. at. So that's, that's backwards, right? Yeah. Solutions, I don't even need to tell you what type they are. It's fancy software that's mm -hmm. been birthed by Bitcoin and all these other cryptocurrencies is going to give us that data back and give us that, that power back. Yeah. That self-sovereignty over our own data. So imagine it like this, all your medical data for you and your family, your kids, you're going to be in control of that when these solutions become real and we can adopt them. Mm -hmm. And if they want that data, you have to give them permission or they have to pay you for it or whatever they have to do to get that data. It's no longer... It's in your control. It's I'm, like your digital vault. We're, so we're going right. to switch it. We're gonna, we're gonna flip it. Yeah, with I'm, the crypto industry, that's what we're trying to do. That's why it's freedom through these solutions, Bitcoin, right. Ethereum, and these other solutions. One of the things that you and I talked about, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, was like a title, right? You gave me the example of a title. So I just realized that um, I forgot to start my Twitter space. Oh no! Okay. As, uh, there was music going on for a little bit, so I'm three minutes late. So sorry, everybody. The mic is on. What's up? This yeah. is uh, Chad. I'm here with Timon. Uh, we're uh, doing podcast. my f my first podcast where somebody's interviewing me, actually. So yeah. you're going to find out about me yeah. in this. Hello. And um, yeah, so my name's Chad. I'm from Indiana. Um, three kids, uh, really into crypto. Um, I'm going to tell you about Michiana Dow in this, in this episode. But So where was I? Yeah, we were talking about uh, control of your crypto, like control yeah, of your like assets. Yeah, like the self-custody. So yeah. the one thing I was asking you was the title. So do you remember talking about titles? Like the title right now of your house or your your, your car. Oh, right? yeah, okay. That's owned by currently the government. So the government has it in the file system somewhere physically. They have a copy of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's in their database. Mm -hmm. But you to go and get that, you have to go and pay a certain amount of money to say... I own this specific thing. Mm -hmm. Crypto will change that, right? Yeah. Something <laughs> like that, that, like big systems like that. Yeah. I'm never going to do the work for that. That's going to be really smart people. And they're already starting to work on stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they're out there. Just but imagine. You could own um, your own, like it's almost like a digital vault where all of you, you said you medical files, you have. Yeah. Your, so property ownership. Yeah. Property same ownership. thing. So I think we'll see other countries do this first. The ones that really need it. Yeah. Because our system is huge. It's going to take a, probably a decade to switch yeah. over yeah, the change from the of old it. system from Web 2 to Web 3. But that's yeah. exactly it. Imagine that you have an, some type of NFT file or maybe they have some other name in your own wallet that you control. And yeah, you'll be in control of all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's what you, better for us. That's way better. We, we overlook it as Americans, but people across the world, Who are? remember, there's 300 million of us, but there's a billion upon billion of other people that don't have the same rights as us. Right. Crypto is going to give them that stuff. Right. Right. That's tough. That's why it's powerful. That's yeah, that, that's So, so here it's not as powerful. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, because we have a system. There's somewhere in Mexico, Central America, where somebody can't claim their land because somebody's yeah, over, overbearing them with weapons or, mm -hmm. or who knows the situation. Think of Africa. Right. You know, same thing. Right. Same thing. Well, I know uh, in my job, 
I've, I've found that the smaller companies can innovate and the bigger companies can't because it takes so long to turn the ship because it's such a big ship. When you have that small, nimble craft, you can go this way, that way, and, and rock with the storms. You know what I mean? And that's the mm-hmm. smaller countries will have the ability to, to shift. And, El Salvador. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. El Salvador is... I love it. I follow uh, their president. I forget. It starts with an N. Naive Bukele. Yeah. And I love... Like, they're doing the... the volcano bonds? Yeah, I know. Have you heard about the volcano bonds? I've been bands? watching it. Yeah. Okay, so here's another thing. Okay. All right. Bitcoin is freedom, right? We I explained that. Get stu- if, you, if you're listening to me and you need to understand and you don't know how to jump into crypto, understand self-custody and why that's important. Hmm. I think that should be on the forefront. That's where this challenge is for education. Second thing I think about Bitcoin is I think about, how do I phrase it? Okay, I think about volcano bonds and how they're using natural energy mm-hmm. that's already exist on the planet, volcanoes, the yep. heat, or however they do it, yep. to produce money. Which is wild. We've never been able to do that. Use natural resources to build money. Say it with me, you know? Yeah. Nat, we're using natural resources to create to create money, right? To create value, yeah, and it's a finite supply of the of so Bitcoin. It's, since right. it's capped at twenty one billion or twenty one million, no, right? Entities like you know El Salvador, the country, can use their volcanoes. Uh, they so that's where the volcano bonds came into place. They they're t- they're t- basically taking funding from people. Mm-hmm. They're funding these these projects. And they're getting a volcano bond. And they'll probably be paid an interest off of all the network revenue. Right. Because they have apps and there's a small transaction fee. Yeah, per... Every time you use Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. They're using this. It's their legal tender. And they're using their own volcanoes to print their own money. And they're buying Bitcoin every day. He hasn't stopped. Right. Also, he's... uh, separated from the world economic forum and, and the dollar because of this that's wild this is a it's it's a huge deal and it's working yeah it is working yeah it makes me want to go visit where i think yeah, prior I to him um i think you know and, and i saw like i was looking during covid also if you've ever had an el salvadorian pupusa man holy cow dude those are solid they have like it's Sounds fire, good. dude it's so i fire. think i know what you're talking it's like about. um imagine a taco but uh-huh. inside is cheese and it's like really and then they fry it don't they and they fry it, yes mm. so, yeah but um, also, it, it used to be a very scary place to go. Like it was always in the news. But he's really cleaned up a ton. Of yeah, stuff. I heard it's changed. Uh-huh. I can't verify that for myself. I haven't been there. And also, there's been a lot of backlash with the Bitcoin. Yeah. Like when I say, oh yeah, because they want to control them. They want to control. Well, no, I'm saying oh, from, from them the, the actual people using it. Yeah. The people that didn't understand it, there's a lot of backlash. But now it's there's more of a fifty-fifty split amongst the people, hmm. probably the age groups. Right. So they are starting to make headway. And they're going to be very profitable yeah, in the be, next five years. Yeah. Let's say Bitcoin hits 100,000. They, all of them, as a whole country, will own. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's say yeah. Bitcoin hits a well, million. A, well, think about it. They get a Bitcoin a day. Mm. Do, I don't even know what they own already. I forget. Yeah. It's probably at least a but billion They keep on buying. I remember yeah. And they're, then they're going to be producing it. Mm-hmm. So nobody else is doing that. So they're going to become a hub, I think. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, they'll be the spot. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Gotta okay. be innovative. Yeah. So, yeah, Michigan Dow. Tell me a little bit about what Michigan Dow is. What do you want to do with this? Let's get into, you know, the fucking juicy stuff. So, I've had so much time to think about this. I'm so glad I understand market psychology and I studied that whenever I did. Yeah. I read a book. It's the, like the only book I ever read all the way through and cared about. <laughs> So after that, I understood market cycles. Okay. 
then after that, I really understood the Bitcoin cycle. The reason Bitcoin has a cycle is because it has a halving event. So it yeah, walk through it, that. It, every three years and 10 months-ish, the supply that you can mine that's actually being released is cut in half. So a long time ago, it was like over 50. Now we're, now we're going from like six to three in the next halving, I think. Okay. It's simple. That happens about every four years. After the halving, the price goes up. Yeah. Because of the, it's really, really simple. So many people fail to miss that though. And a lot of people don't understand market psychology. Yeah. Once I understood those things and risk management, calculated risk, how I can actually invest in this market, I got really excited. And then I started digging into how I can leave the RV industry, which is what I do now, right. and the service industry. And how can I jump in? So I watched NFT projects go up, scam people, rug pull, but some mm. good ones came out of it. You know, I watched what they did. I, I was patient for a really long time. Um, studied DAOs. That, that's a, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. Basically, it's a, a fancy word for saying, you know, how you have an LLC. Well, now you can have a business organization run completely on code and you can design it. Uh, and you can have a group of people like your friends or your community run that DAO and mm -hmm. it can be on the blockchain. So it's a new way of doing business. It opened up a, a lot of things. So I, eventually I knew I wanted to start a DAO because I want to work with like-minded people just, you know, that are a lot like me. Mm -hmm. And then I was, yeah, I thought about how I can, how else can I dive into the space? That's where podcasting finally came into play. I, I, I remember a long time ago, I, I realized that I was going to have to do this mm -hmm. or a networking YouTube or something, yeah. not just messaging and doing that type of networking, but actually yeah. getting on and talking about it. Yeah. And well, it's because, because, uh, crypto especially in times like this it's very hard to find people that are actually serious yeah knowledgeable and serious yeah. right yeah. um so that's where podcasting came into place yeah so and that, that and then, allows you to connect with anyone anywhere too it doesn't have to be in your local area yeah right? but i but michiana dow is going to be location specific mm. so that brings about my first challenge finding people who are engaged in, in the area and i and i've went from michiana to kind of the midwest i realize has to be bigger. I have to be. It has to be a little bit bigger. But I'm I'm looking for five, specifically five to twenty five people. Uh, I took the, I read a book and um, somebody. It's called Little Giants or something like that. Um, some of the best businesses ever built were businesses that were in between five and forty people. Mm. And when those people are really good at their jobs, also, those 28 people, the companies that made the most money per person in those type of organizations, those were the type of companies that they this book was talking about. Hmm. Good culture, uh, high, like high good efficiency performing from all the employees. Um, when you have that type of environment, Good culture is really important. Yeah. You can really succeed. And there were some example companies. I think either Larabar or Cliff oh, yeah. is one of them. Yeah. That's the one that stood out to me. Yeah. So 
a small company, more like a family with good culture, with pe- like-minded people mm-hmm. that want to do the same thing and, you know, and build stuff in crypto. That's where that idea came from. Plus, I looked into like DAO structures and crypto structures and startups and how much people you, a- you know, who you actually need. You're going to need a couple. Yeah. It's, um, so it, this, this is where uh, you may or may not understand all this stuff. But so with the DAO, the self-custody thing I was talking about. There's a mechanism called multi-sig. So I get a wallet, you get a wallet. We have our own passwords. We get a vault or a multi-sig wallet. We both put money in there. We share that. When you lock it in that account or that wallet, that multi-sig wallet, the only way you can move that or do anything with it is when me and you both sign off on it. Mm. So this protects your funds even more so because if I have my passwords at my house and you're in Hawaii with your passwords, how is somebody going to steal that money? Mm. They have to get a hold of you and me. Where are the passwords locked up in my safe? I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to like get that money. That's one thing is it really protects you. The other thing is if you have a business structure with, let's say we get, let's say I'm lucky and I get $15 million. Why the hell would they trust me with that money? Right. They shouldn't. Or and it never should be one person on the that owns it all. And believe me, people did this in crypto and they got away with it. So this is to this is how you protect your money, a lot of money. So imagine I find five to twenty five people and I do find twenty five people, all consisting of like lawyers, accountants, people you know, software engineers, people like that that can create something in crypto. You have you designate like three or four or five or whatever of those people to do the multi signature transactions like the transactions on the wallet to move it like so if you guys are like well we want to pay this person blah 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 amount of money right to build this we're going to hire them you know everybody that needs to vote on it if it's a vote if they need to vote on it the 28 can vote on it also those three or five that you designate have to do the transactions themselves Hmm. keeps it really safe yeah right yeah it's not one person making the decisions you see that a lot in just normal businesses they'll cut out one person figure out ways to get around it yeah. and run off embezzle, right? All that fun stuff. Yeah, so it protects you from all that stuff. Hmm. Uh, so the other reason I want to start Michiana DAO is because, look, there's all kinds of ways to get into Web3. It's not about having a brilliant idea. Web2 businesses are everywhere. Right. That's just... Everybody has Web2 businesses. www. Blah, blah, blah. EmbassyCoffeeCompany.com or whatever. So through the people I meet in Michiana Dow, which I've already met some people and I already have some ideas, mm-hmm. we're going to come up with something, a real world business that is either taking Web2 businesses and putting them onto Web3. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, 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 if I would love to get into music, the yep. music side of crypto. Uh, the other thing is the fashion side of it. I have a I have a, uh, an angle at that, mm-hmm. which just from the people and the experience I know, so really, it's about the people I meet. So far, I've met uh, educators, friends, fellow podcasters, two or three podcasters. Yeah. Um, How would you... All right. So I'm going to... People that own crypto companies, like, it's happening really quick already. Yeah. But as far as Michiana Dow goes, I'm not, There's like, no rushing into anything. Yeah. There's no centralized place to get information either. It's all web... Here's... here's I want to just throw something at you, and then I want to hear what you think about it. So talking about moving people from web two to web three right i know a barber 
and he sold NFTs. Mm-hmm. He's in Goshen. I know who it is. It's the concrete, concrete barber. Yeah. yeah. So he sells an NFTs. You buy this NFT and you get haircut for life, basically. And you can sell that See? NFT to someone else. I didn't even know he did that. Yeah. I remember talking to him about NFTs and I was like, you're one of the few people that yeah. is like this. That's I did not know he did that. That's a simple way to get into it. Right. And that's just how he did it. it. You know, you buy, he has, it's like two ETH for it, right? So now he has that two ETH, right? And then now that whatever um, person, if they want to sell that, then they sell that to whoever is next, whoever wants to buy it. That was a unique way to take payments, to change that back and forth. And now... All you got to do is show that NFT to, to the barber. It's like a ticket. Yeah, it's like a really expensive ticket for a lifelong membership. Yeah, yeah. See, it, it been you one, can, I don't remember. I remember 1.3. I looked at it for a little bit. but So what, how would how would that switching businesses from Web 2 to Web 3 look? Do you envision stuff like that for... Would that be like a consulting where you come in and you look at, okay, here's Embassy Coffee. How This is how we would do... Um, how we would put you on to Web 3, right? What what? How do you see that, like... If it's a new project, like something that could come, like be incubated, okay, that's original. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say it's music. It's from the community. A community forms. We make a music product. People like it because it's all the good musicians in the surrounding area. Right. We sell an NFT music video, and we just sell it peer to peer. So anybody that wants to buy it, they're the only ones that can view it. It's a music video. It's just audio content. Uh you can sell them as NFTs and then you can put utility behind that. So let's say a really popular song comes out from an NFT community really does well. The only way you can listen to it is if you have the NFT. So let's say there's only a few of them. So those people that own that NFT can sell are the ones that can distribute produce that and distribute it. Exactly. So maybe there's 28 people in this project, this music project, right? So you got content creators, musicians, literally like a bass player, drummer, you know, whatever the project may be, a rapper or something. Right. They sell the NFT. They all together advertise it, build it. That's kind of how that would work. Now, onloading Web 2 to Web 3, if you're an established business already, it can be as simple as having a payment provider. You could literally use your phone and just offering peer-to-peer transactions but that's not very popular yet yeah like if chris wanted he could take crypto for his coffee all day long it'd be really easy he just it's really easy to do a peer-to-peer transaction they're doing it in el salvador if they can do it in el salvador they can do it right right if i meet the right people i could literally make a payment app Mm -hmm. for this area i mean i could even go as far as like partnering with banks here and they could make it you know what i'm saying yeah there's so many ways to onload, but a really good uh, a really good um, example would be like Coca Cola, okay, selling NFTs because people love Coca Cola, and it gives them if they own the NFT, they probably get some rewards. Right. Really, honestly, for a place like Embassy, there's like two ways you could do this: sell a airdrop a free NFT, and if you come in with the NFT, you get a discount. Okay. That's it's cool. really simple. NFTs can be ch- cheap too. They can be like coupons or a, a reward program, right? Something like that. You have these cards that you stamp. Okay, you, you know you can get rid of that, and then you can keep track with your NFT. Yeah, Another way sense. is, okay. which would would be a way that I would do it, is I would sell an NFT for uh, exotics, mm. people that really love Embassy and really love coffee. 
could buy this NFT and they could get exclusive exotics. Mm. It would provide the capital that Chris needs to, to buy that stuff. Yeah. I'd pay like a hundred, two hundred, or a thousand dollars for this, but I would right. always get the special coffee that I effing love. Right? Yeah. That's another way. Yeah. Same. But it's the same. So imagine Web One was dial-up AOL. Web Two is Facebook and all the internet sites we see today. Web Three is the new layer of the internet. Web Two to Web Three will just be like you know, like GoDaddy or like mm-hmm. somebody that builds websites. That's one way you could dive into Web3. Just literally taking people's businesses from Web2 and unloading them and building them on Web3. Mm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I so we're, we're almost like in a Web2.5. You know how we have apps? Yeah. Very popular word. And Terra has an app. Right. They would just de- create a DAP, a decentralized app. It can look however the hell they want it to look. And the whole community can, can vote on it because of the DAO governance. Mm. It's a community-driven uh, bank anyways. Right. They could walk right into de- a decentralized app. It would be a game changer for them. They could save a third of their costs. Yeah. I think the hard part is adopt. A third is a lot of money for a bank. Yeah. Is it their fellow, so banks great. can transfer right into decentralization just like we can because they they're don't a business. Want to. They don't want to. Well, they, yeah. you Yeah. Big banks don't. The Federal Reserve doesn't. Right. But Intera still could. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're definitely more of a, So think about it like from that people. The, the standpoint of apps can become dApps. Mm-hmm. So anything you can think of, the companies that you buy every day that you like your shoes anything they're gonna they're all gonna be on web3 anyways mm-hmm. yeah that's the future that's that's does that make sense yeah it makes a little more sense yeah yeah that's that's interesting yeah i the thing is buy-in i mean we will get there you're just are you familiar with um is it, i forget what it, it's the the bell curve are you familiar with that yeah yeah it, and it's called the innovation curve so you have the bell you got the bell gra- it's mm-hmm. graph or curve or whatever so you got the um, the way I've heard it is on the on the innovative side, the people who are the first ones into the space, those are the early adopters, and that's like two point three percent of people. And then you have like, or no, you have the innovators. That's a, that's the two point three. They're the people that are just like out in front of everyone. Then you have the early adopters, which is like seven and a half percent of of the market. Those are the ones that start making real money. Then you have the the like um, like mid adopters. That's like the f- 30% of forward thinkers. Then you have the late adopters, who's the other 30%. And then you have the people who just will never change. And then you start, and that's the back end, the 12% of the, of the, I don't know if that's 100%, but if that makes sense, that's kind of the, the five different layers. So I feel like you're at that like 2.5% with this um, stuff, maybe early. Not as early as you may think, because big developers yeah. in, from 2009 so early adop- to 2012, those were the 2.5%, maybe. Yeah. I would look at myself as like an early adopter. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're pulling, you're, you're at the forefront of the innovation, not yeah. all the way at the start, but they're real. Well, there's 295 million, I don't know if it's active or users of crypto right now, yeah. I think. Wow. Which is 10x from 2017, I'm sure. I think. Yeah. I, or I even 2020 or something like Yeah. It's bigger than you think because there's a lot of people that, well, okay, it blew up to over 2 trillion. And a lot of people sold that money, and it's sitting on the sidelines waiting. So come back in. Yes. Yeah. And then to watch the cycle. When does that next half have? Ha- the happening was going to be in the beginning of 2024. Okay. 
Uh, it moved from May to April, I think. If they if they start mining more, they can increase the hashing rate. Okay, that's what they they call it. So it can actually change depending on how hard. They're yeah, going it's in. it's in the code. It's not for date. It's in the code. So once they mine, so you can the, speed that up if you speed up the hashes and that I, cost I, I, energy, right? And that's kind of the the thing that that's where the debate is. Yeah, yeah. Which Ethereum changed that? There's two two options. Okay, you can utilize wasted energy. It, it, like El Salvador does it in a good way. They use good energy to produce income or whatever to produce currency. The other way is to tr- change your protocol to, like Ethereum did, to proof of stake instead of proof of work. Mm. Which is yeah. Which so proof of work was the mining was proving the work. Right. That's all gone away, not completely. Um, now it's all proof of stake. So I put a hundred dollars in, but you put a ten million in. Your stake is higher. Uh, it doesn't really matter too much anymore, but it does help the speed, and they have changed other things. But proof of stake, um, is that where you can get into tricky waters like FTX? Or was that more? No, nope. You don't even want to put staking in the same sentence as FTX. Okay. I'll tell you what happened with FTX. Yeah. FTX was a centralized exchange that wanted to fractionalize crypto gain con- a major control of it and they were just early stages really good at arbitrage and they got really good at it but man they got greedy and they really screwed us and they had backdoors and mm-hmm. they fabricated lies and they did a lot of stuff but they were a centralized exchange which is what we're trying to get away from with crypto i know but we, even even the experts like me influencers people all over the world even they fell victim to all that mm. and it goes to show that market psychology never fails People get greedy. Even the top ones got greedy. They yeah. trusted in centralized entities. So now there's a huge push, even more of a bigger push towards decentralized options. Yeah. Decentralized exchanges, anything decentralized. We can't, the whole point of crypto is not to trust in a one agency, entity. a government, yeah. or a corporation over all of our stuff. It's, we're supposed to have it. That's why I brought up custody. Yeah. So if unless you're a, an experienced trader and investor like me or like these other people that are in the market constantly, just stick to self custody wallets. Stay off centralized exchanges. You don't need you don't need them. If you're a long term simple holder like that, just stay away. Yeah, a lot of people got burnt by FTX, but it taught us a big lesson. Yeah, stick. We just need to stick to our guns really yeah. and keep building this decentralized network. We'll be fine. Yeah, I see. I see a lot of uh, big things in the future for Bitcoin. Um, you're not a bit Bitcoin maximalist, are you? No, no. The- no, that's just a. You know, you got your small percentage of people that are toxic yeah. in every. <laughs> would you in say all Bitcoin, kinds of different things? Would you say Bitcoin maximalists are toxic? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Where? What are? Uh, Where's the balance? Yeah. What's What's kind of your uh, I know you do real risky stuff, less risky stuff. What, uh, yeah, I do it all. Real stable. What's what's kind of your mix? What are the things you, you're thinking in right now these days? Um, I mean, we don't have to go into that. No, no. I, I do want to go over stuff like this. So, yeah, Bitcoin's great. It gave birth to an entire new industry. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's freedom. Blah, blah, blah. It's going to be our money in the future. It very well could be our money in the future. I think it would just take decades to actually establish itself across the whole world. Hmm. Also, there's going to be new there's going to be new innovations that are going to come even yet. 
yeah. that it may be better than Bitcoin. Yeah. But it paved the way. So what I'm looking at is basically, I would, say, I would break it down into four things. Okay. So you have to have what I would call a big cap, a big project. Ethereum, Cardano, um, near protocol, big names that are in the top 50 that are layer ones that are actually building huge networks that are already hosting and have their own ecosystems, those type of projects. You need yeah. to have those projects in your, uh, in your portfolio. <laughs> I know it's hard. To, so I called it. Yeah. I'm not used to it. big cap. Two mics going on right yeah. here. The, <laughs> then you got, you only hear then one. what you got called are like mid caps. Okay. And they could be ranked anywhere from 50 to 500 or even, yeah, 50 to 500 or something like that. Okay. Um, those protocols are going to be stuff that you have to research and make sure that they're active and, and building and they're getting funding and spent, you know, like F, would have FTX been in one of those, uh, FTX would have been a big cap. Okay. okay. So was Terra. Okay. You know, those Terra, both crashed. Right. Yep. So some other big caps that are good. You can say Dogecoin is, yeah, There's even though it's buy. a meme coin. Right. Yeah. Cause it's way up there and it's not going away. Um, like I said, Ethereum near protocol, Algorand, um, th- there's some other projects that are layer ones that I just can't. Is it think Litecoin? Of. Maybe Litecoin is definitely one. Yeah. These are like staples, big caps. They're not going away. Right. Um, it, it, people can argue about that, but they're not. Listen, Bitcoin controls forty percent of the market, so okay. it, that's, that's the, the other biggest. thing. Yep. Yeah. If if you have a million dollars and you want to invest, then you can buy Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin's big money now. Yeah. I don't think you should buy Bitcoin unless. Unless you want to have like a few hundred dollars. So, you, you know, if Bitcoin is used as money someday, you have you'll have a fat it. stack yeah. if you just buy about four or five hundred dollars right now. Yeah. So you got. So let's let's just say you have like 50 grand. OK, I'd buy big caps, maybe like one or two of them, spend like fifteen thousand dollars of it or something like that and put it into big cap projects that I believe in. Um, so you have to do your own research to find that stuff out. But those are just some examples. Polkadot is another one. That's a layer one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably recognize some of these names. Yep. yep. Um, Harmony is a lower one. So so these mid-cap projects, I think of something like Helium, um, because that has to do with like Wi-Fi sharing, a real-world case where we're really going to use it. and It's a really interesting project, right? Yeah. Um, another mid-cap... It'll help if I pull something up. No, that's okay. Yeah. No. Yes. I would. So, so some good ones would be like gaming tokens. Okay. There we There's go. mid-caps gaming tokens like Gala. Mm-hmm. Another one is PYR, which is called Vulcan Forge. Those are big gaming projects that are just, <laughs> I can't believe it, but they're like 95 to 99% down from their all-time high. Wow. But they have so much development going on. Mm-hmm. It's insane, honestly. Those yeah, are projects you should really look into yeah. if you're a small investor because you're not going to get that from Bitcoin and ETH. Yeah. Sorry. Bitcoin's probably going to 3x, 10x. You have to have more money for that stuff. Then right. when you get into the micro caps, that's where it's, the risk goes way up. But if you put in a lot of time, you can find those. And that's where like insane wealth gets made. Yeah. Is those micro caps. 100 well not just 100x 100x to get back to its all-time high wow yeah. okay so if then it extends further and actually becomes a real product 
you can look at like a 10,000x or something crazy like that. Wow. Those are really hard to identify. Right. You're only going to get that unless you're all the time in the space or you get lucky. Right. So it's all about like diversifying your portfolio and spreading it across all those picks, mm-hmm. doing your own research and finding out if like, so those micro caps that we're talking about, if, if, if they are like really actually building something, you can really get burned on projects like that. Yeah. It's, it's a calculated risk. Yeah. So yeah, that's why you're not putting 50,000. Yes. Please don't take my advice. I this is not financial advice. Don't go buy a project that's under a hundred thousand dollar market cap because you Chad told you to buy a micro cap, (laughs) do the actual research and look into it. But there's, I, I have like, I'm looking at like 20 to 40 projects that all qualify that are micro. And you know, if I had a $50,000 portfolio, I'd be throwing in, you know, a thousand into each one of those hmm. and just, you know, spread it across the board. That's how I'd approach so that. And then have like, 10K, then you're, yeah, I like to have like 20 K in uh, mid cap, spread that 10, out. Thousand X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would have, I would even, if I had enough money, I would even buy like a blue chip NFT or something like that. But okay. does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about Michiana Dow. Where are you at with the process of, of creating this? Like you are just now gathering the people? Just now gathering people. Okay. Just in the last week or two is what I would consider is when I started talking to people and podcasting, get on Twitter spaces. Yeah, yeah. And just in that time, it's actually been pretty decent. Most of them are guys. Yeah. The only negative ex- experience I had was somebody blocked me because I didn't get back to him in time. <laughs> Just some girl I didn't know. Yeah. So Euphorics on Twitter, if you ever hear about this, I am actually building Michiana Dow. <laughs> so unblock me. But I literally met five, six, seven, and eight people all in the Michiana area. One is like Southern Indiana. Yeah. It range, and there are people that really are in the space. One guy's his name's Wells. He's in Fort Wayne. He's teaching people about Bitcoin and has a meeting ongoing. Like he actually is an educator. There's a couple guys from, uh, I want to say they're, they're in the Michigan area somewhere. Maybe they're in Michigan somewhere. Yeah. I don't know why. Was your Twitter spaces going down? Well, I hope that there's nothing wrong with my Twitter spaces because somebody's calling me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I don't know what the, the name of the organization is, but. They're having an event in May. It's Michiana Summit. Something has to do with crypto. Man, I feel bad not for knowing the name. His name's Dylan Back, DB the Executor on uh, Twitter. And he's got a buddy that uh, I, I really want to meet. His name's Ryan, too. Okay. They're organi- organizing an entire event for crypto startups, and they're giving away like 20 grand at this event. Oh, no way. So I met those guys. I need, I need yeah, to... I'm going to... Dylan. Dylan's a great dude. I will... You know him. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's, he Dylan's with, awesome. Um, he lived with Luis for a minute. Well, yeah. So we were on the same circle. Well, he met this guy that has like an entrepreneurship degree and a psychology degree, bro. Oh, wow. Really cool mix. He, I think he went to Michigan or something like that. So, young guy. He's already He already has a couple of events, I think, actually, too, under his belt. So he's already done this. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, they're selling spots for good money and That's tickets wild. for good money. So I met them and I met an educator podcaster uh, from southern indiana that's like actually talking to me and i met some key founders and i don't know if i'll be able to help them from token place um let's see what but they're not in the area i had somebody join from pakistan oh cool um but as far as this immediate area it'd be those guys there's an there's one more guy that's in simonton lake 
that's actually like in venture capital. Um, that's another person. Other than that, I haven't had any luck. I think it's just us. Yeah. So you're just honest starting with to grow. You. Yeah. So, well, yeah, so but if, you just started this. Started yeah. kind of the search. Right. And all those people, maybe none of them ever do anything with my DAO. I'm not sure. Right. So the whole point is to start talking about it two or three times a week. Okay. On Twitter spaces. Getting, just so everybody knows, if they hear this, I'm looking for lawyers, accountants, software engineers, content creators, uh, anybody that loves crypto, specifically people that would be like me. Maybe you have a military background. Maybe you're really into sports. I'm a 36-year-old uh, guy. I almost forgot my age. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really into crypto and being healthy, and I'm like a vigilant character, right? So it'll there'll be a lot of bros probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is there's just as many women that are actually <laughs> smarter than a majority of the men that are in crypto. So there's, I don't care who it is. And if it comes to music, if you're into music and you want to produce something, I'm very, very interested in that. Or just anybody that wants to uh, switch from Web 2 to Web 3. Yeah. And, and anything like that. That's what I'm looking for. That's cool. Yeah. As as far as uh, your question though, did that answer? No, it? that was that was good. And okay. then uh, every Saturday you're going to be here. Yeah, I I want to with Chris's permission. Hopefully it works good. I, I would. I would like to come back. What's the code for getting the coffee? What, what pineapple doesn't go on pizza? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Oh man, well this this has been cool just to kind of hear all the different things that. Um, has been going on and stuff. Should we should we uh, end it out, bro? We've done an hour so far on on this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if your how your Twitter Spaces is going or whatnot. So um, I'm not sure what you want to do. But yeah, we can end it out. Where can people find you? What's the best place for people to find you or to connect with you? Um, Twitter. Yeah. Definitely Twitter. Yeah. Uh, like I'm going to be Show running us. an ad. Um, probably. Or some type of ad yeah. to reach out further mm -hmm. to people. Um, I'm very creative with how I think, so I'm going to be reaching out in all all sex. So you can get a hold of me on Facebook if you want. Yeah, uh, it's Robert Chad Yoder. Okay, I'll link um, that too. D I mean, you can at this point you can DM me. I don't have a lot of followers, so I'm yeah. probably going to answer. Uh, come find you on Saturdays. Here come in find Chicago. me on Saturdays, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully I can keep coming back here. Come get a coffee. I'm still waiting for somebody. Yeah, nice. Um, dude, yeah, that's, this is fascinating. Oh, you're, you may have a physical location in the future, too. So things are starting to kind of come together, right? I don't know if you want to. Oh, yeah, yeah no. Okay, so. You're not there yet, but this is starting to really, like. Well, yeah, it could. It could be really close because I'm as I'm doing this, I'm looking for a commercial mix unit. Okay. And. That's just going to be my home base. Yeah, that'll be Michigan Dow. Uh, yes, it'll be Michigan Dow. And what uh, really what I honestly hope happens is this music thing. That's what I'd really like to get into because I have 20 years of experience in music. Yeah. So the avenue for NFTs, is it's wide open. Right. Yeah. And how many artists are getting just like ripped off 24-7? I, I actually don't really know. It's no, yeah. It's I was talking to one of my buddies, and he has all of his music on Spotify. He mo removed everything from just this year, and everything else is on Bandcamp because he said, "You know, I had so many listens, but I only got like seven dollars. It's all I got from all those listens. So I put it all on Bandcamp, where you have to pay a dollar just to listen. But I've made more money off of that. That's my whole work. I've only made seven dollars from streaming on Spotify because it's 
they're licensing it out. Now, Spotify's mm-hmm. making money off of that easy. They're putting ads and all that stuff because people are listening. I'm spending time listening to his music on Spotify. I like it. I'm going to spend a, a dollar or whatever, $10, just to be able to listen to his stuff now and have access to it all. And so that's just Bandcamp. I wonder what you could do in the digital space. There's probably a way easier way to do that. There's people that have come that have been going and building stuff for a while now yeah. already. Yeah. There's this company called Audius. Okay. Uh, you can buy their token too and invest in it if you want. Uh, I've been watching this for at least two, three, four years. Yeah. Uh, should have bought early. Yeah. I always say that, but they are basically Spotify, but for web three, I guess is oh, what wow. you could say. So I was on there the other day and there's like, I saw a decent, decent music on there with like 20,000 followers. And oh, wow. I don't know a lot about it cause I am not on that app enough, but yeah, that's one you could check out. And as far as the music scene goes, it's still untapped. There's, but there's a lot of organizations working on that. So NFTs would be a way right. for any artist to just go directly to the consumer. Yeah. With, with, there is intermediaries because it's fancy software. Yeah. Re- replacing those simple. intermediaries. Yeah. So there's teams and there's these organizations that are making it available. Yeah. So it's, I think it'll, yeah, it'll change the way we do music for sure. Yeah. I, I like the idea too because it's like um, you can't you know he's like hey you know you have to buy the song to listen to it that's kind of how we live but imagine if you did like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a cent just to listen to the song and then you listen to it twenty times that turns into a very and you can do that with tokens right you can do that with a with Bitcoin you don't have to pay a Bitcoin to listen you can pay a percentage of a percentage of a percentage to listen to something you can. Microtransactions for listening. That's a that's that's I, the future. I feel like that's I think that's true too. So you could have like you know you could buy like twenty dollars and audience tokens, and if it's like that, I'm not sure if it is, but yeah, I that I know that there's other people that are doing something very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. So all those microtransactions, you can act, and a lot of times what they do is they you can make money off of that too if you're just involved with owning the token. Right. But yes. You're exactly right about that. That's one way that the beautiful thing about NFTs is that you can do it however you want to. Yeah. Because of the technology. Yeah, totally free. You can. Okay. Imagine a music video. You know how you have tags and videos and pictures of products and stuff like that? Yeah. You'll be able to click on them, separate it, sell it as, you know, flip it. You can sell it to somebody else. Or, like I said, if there's a few of those NFTs and it's a popular song and there's just 20 people holding it and we bought it for like, say $10,000 because it's a mainstream artist or something. Yeah. Then we can go out and we, we can be the ones that are distributing it, distributing it. And then we can get those microtransactions. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ways you can do it. You can be completely in control of it and build a whole thing for yourself and have your own or use up an NFT platform provider like audience and they can do it for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I'll, I'll, I know we're going off and we were just, but so this is one thing that I've been, I just got, um, I went to the library like a two months ago and I got my library card and they have this app called Hoopla. And so basically I can rent, it's on my phone. I can rent an audiobook for three weeks off of Hoopla. I can rent a video for two days off of Hoopla. This and Amazon does the same thing. So we're almost getting to that point in our regular life in web two. How much easier is that going to be in web three? But then you have control. You don't have to go through the library. You, there's going to be like levels of, I want to rent this song out to you for a day. You can listen to it. And it's I think be it's micro. gonna. But uh, then the, we don't have the answer. But I'd say in three to ten years, 
it'll be how we do everything. Yeah. I just don't, you know, people are going to have to figure out the UI, like what we see, right. and it's going to have to be easy. Yeah. And some big players need to be established yet, but all that stuff is coming that you're looking forward to is coming. No doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Facebook. Uh, what was it, Robert? Yeah, I, yeah, Robert Chad Yoder. But honestly, just reach out to me on Twitter po- at Poise Crypto. At Poise Crypto. Michiana Crypto King. My name is Chad, uh, and my DAO is called Michiana DAO. And I'm looking for anybody that wants to talk about crypto. And I'll Absolutely. be here every Saturday. Chris Willing. <laughs> Chris Willing. <laughs> Pineapple doesn't go on pizza. Yeah, free coffee. All right, thank you so much. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace. Thank you.